So what um what did you guys learn in school, um, like elementary, high school, college that turned out to be pretty wrong or not r- wrong and also maybe like, um, just throwing out the word were politically incorrect. Well, was there anything like that? Native Americans were treated way worse. I was going to say yeah. on into I was gonna that we were led to believe in yeah. middle school. Columbus Day, I every year that goes by, I feel less and less good about not going to work on that day. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, maybe I should just because I don't know if I recognize this holiday as being as just because people talk about Christopher Columbus being a bit yeah, of an asshole. It, people named it Genocide Day, I think, right? Like they, uh, like, they changed it to like, Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, yeah, but then, other, but then, like, I mean, it is the start of, like, you know, pretty bad elimination of people via uh, natural. Uh, definitely is. Via blankets. Yeah. Via blankets. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> the... Uh, uh, Columbus and his crew, they gave, uh, <laughs> they, uh, um, they brought over big old germy wormies. Um, and so the germs were transmitted through stuff like blankets and other stuff like that. So when they gave it to, uh, and here we are like, shitting on the rats the entire time yeah, right? for the bubonic plague. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like, those so fucking blankets. So it's like, oh, here's a little bit of warmth and typhoid. Oh, that's quite awkward. Giving a whole new definition to wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they were definitely more like wolves in sheep's wool blankets. Mm, you know what the worst part fancy. was too? They probably got sick and then went back to the blankets for more warmth. You know what I mean? Like for comfort. That's like, true, yeah. actually. When well, you're like, sick, that's like it's like that's pretty fucking sick. Yeah, outside outside of like a a nice warm tea, a blanket would probably be number two. So while blank- I love how you, I love how. Uh, Indigenous people in that reality were British. <laughs> well, at least my indigenous people are. I don't know. I don't know. Hello, what. my name's Running Water, <laughs> and I'm re- <laughs> and I'm ready to build a canoe. Well, I more so was doing the British people that passed off these uh, contaminated blankets to the indigenous. Dude, okay, I'm- so so um, the the plight of the indigenous people of the America uh, of of America was. Definitely something that was far um, yep. um, under-described in middle school. Far more deserving of a day off than whatever Chris Columbus and his k- gang Yeah, of. for sure. We're going to not work uh, to say sorry. And, and you know, it, it would have been really great, actually, if en route to uh, America, uh, that, that if Christopher Columbus could have just maybe fallen off the face of the earth like if he just didn't make it there i mean he missed his original <laughs> destination so it would have been great if he maybe just shot it a little bit like hooked it a little bit left and just fell right off like the earth or just magelloned himself right the fuck out of here yeah <laughs> and that's a perfect segue for today's topic uh thank you guys so much for tuning in this is the rabbit hole my name is tim brenner joined by john yo and matt as always hey your name is matt as always now yeah um <laughs> That's actually, as always, is my middle name. Ooh, Matthew, as always, Brenner. Yes. And uh, so, like we said, today we're going to be talking about the flat earth theory. Ooh, so flat, not thick. Yep, it would have been awesome if Christopher Columbus just 
fell off the flat earth and it probably would have been possible. So, um, you know, I, I think that this theory gets a lot of flack, but if it could have maybe prevented some things, then I'm all for hearing about it. Hitler could have solved a lot of problems. He could have solved a lot of yeah. problems. Like, imagine, like, Hitler's like, we need to fight a war on the northern front. And then he walked out and then just fucking... Like, yeah, no, no, keep going. You're good. Right over there. Keep going. Right over there. You're good. That's where Napoleon didn't find him. <laughs> oh, right over here. <laughs> just past this rock. Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, yeah. It's, it's right over there. Oh, no. You got me. <laughs> My lieblings. Before we can uh, delve into the modern flat earth theory, first we'll take a little trip to Tim's history corner. Yay! Uh, wait, I don't want to go to this corner. It sounds sounds yeah, dirty. It's, it's it's dark and it's moist. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> How many viewers did we well, lose with good that word? History there. With that word. Ugh. Oof. Dark and moist. Are oh, you said it again. <laughs> Ancient civilizations believed that the Earth was flat because uh, they weren't good at science yet. That's just kind of officially they weren't good at science. Officially, yet. that's Tim's history corner. Uh, <laughs> when they when you see those those prehistoric eras, it's just stamped with not good at history. Not yet. good yet. So they yeah, when you use some tools, you losers. I mean, like, <laughs> what's that? You're using wood instead of bronze yet? They haven't bra? been invented yet. What a classic excuse. <laughs> The idea that the Earth was a flat and stationary disk was believed by, by many people, including the Egyptians who totally built the pyramids by themselves. They had no help at all from aliens. Nope, no aliens. Nope, yeah, they uh, they, they were they were really, really good at stonemasonry. It was also uh, believed by the famous poet named Homer, who wrote about the disk cosmology in his poem, The Shield of Don't. Achilles. <laughs> that Homer? I started yep. I started watching The Simpsons uh like again slash for the first time and yeah he uh he is a man of many words. Mm-hmm. It was approximately in the year 600 BC that the idea of the flat earth was tested by scientists and mathematicians at the time including Pythagoras which if that name sounds familiar then congratulations you remember sophomore year geometry. Yay. Yay. How many times have you used it? None. Uh, I don't remember sophomore year geometry. Oh shit, I think I smoked too much weed. Shit. Yep, that uh, he is the namesake for the Pythagorean theorem. Yay! His tests, along with those of other great thinkers of the times, were the first early writings of the Earth actually being a sphere. And thus ends today's episode of Tim's History Corner. Hey, thanks for stopping by, kids. Yep. You can now get out of the moist, dark corner. <laughs> Stop <laughs> saying that word. We got puzzles. Um, <laughs> now. Now we can begin the modern flat earth theory, and it can be traced by one man. That man's name, Samuel Shenton. Young Sammy Shenton was born on March 8, 1903 in Dover, England. In his 20s, he claimed to have invented a new type of aircraft. The reason he believed his new craft to be revolutionary was that the idea behind it was that it would rise into the Earth's atmosphere and remain stationary and let the 620-mile-per-hour rotation of the Earth let you arrive in a new destination on the same latitude. <laughs> I gotta say, like, like initial thought of this definitely sounds logical, but I think there's a lot of other factors preventing this from happening. To, to say the absolute fucking least, like, like the whole idea of relative velocity. It's yeah. Just <laughs> so, so Sammy, so Sammy, you're saying that the I so that as opposed to you know modern travel where you go forward, you're just saying that we kind of go up for a little bit. If you jump, the earth moves beneath you, so you could get to work if you just jump. <laughs> just jump a lot of times, and you're able 
to get to work. You can get anywhere you want. Everybody, just jump. Just go in the air. Try to stay there however you can and just jump. Jump. Now. He loves his aerob- aerobic exercises. He is making, he is revolutionizing, re- revolutionizing travel and fitness at the same time. Getting those keg exor- leg exercises. <laughs> Everyone's going to have brocky-ass calves. Yep. Shenton was shocked that no one had thought of this brilliant idea before and immediately began to research it. He went to the British Library in the West End and found that this idea for an aircraft had been thought of years before him by a man named Archbishop Charles Isaac Stevens, who was a close and personal friend of Lady Elizabeth Anne Mould Blount, also known as Zateo. I, too, would want to be called Zateo if that was my name. She was a founding member of the Universal Zetetic Society alongside Albert Smith, also known as Zetides. Who came up with their name first? And they who got, probably who did. Got, no, but who got really pissed at the other for like copying the other's name? They're like, all right, so I'll call my name Zeteo. And he goes, Zetetides. And she's like, no, 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 you got to come up with something else. These just sound like if somebody went on to AOL back in the day and they did randomize like like screen name like these are it like like Zetates and Zeteo really shitty BuzzFeed test to find out what yep. your uh, Greek philosopher name was. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like the same as like the um the rap name generator, except that uh-huh. it's uh you know what's your what's your uh, pseudoscience uh, <laughs> name generator? <laughs> <laughs> Who would call you crazy, and how would they call you? <laughs> Also, do you like biscuits or scones? What? What? I feel like that's one of those like <laughs> that's one of those like arbitrary uh, BuzzFeed questions that you find in the quiz, where it's oh, like, yeah, do yeah. you like carnivals, amusement parks, or, ta- or staying in a nice bath? I thought you were. Then saying, your character's Bill Hader. I thought you were saying like you're the type of philosopher who asks these questions, <laughs> groundbreaking, thought-provoking questions. They, a philosopher would find a way to completely deconstruct that question. Absolutely. Oh, you hate your dad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that you you think your love of biscuits can hide the fact that you don't know what reality you're in. My name is Sigmund Freud, and you like biscuits as opposed to scones. You want to fuck your mom, dude? Ugh. These biscuits. <laughs> The Universal Zetetic Society is the spiritual predecessor to the Flat Earth Society. It was founded in the 1800s after the death of Samuel Robotham, also known as Parallax. Another (laughs) bad uh, AOL name. Bad AOL name. These are the throwaway Pokemon names at this point. (laughs) That too. (laughs) I think if Pokemon really wanted to, if they were having trouble with creativity, they could 1,000%. Look back into like this flatter. We have theory. a Pokemon here that's obsessed with parallelograms. Uh, what are we gonna call him? Parallax. Uh, no, get the oh, fuck. Get him out of here. Who's that Pokemon? Parallax. Parallax. And his signature catchphrase catchphrase is "Deontis flat." <laughs> You're like, not. That's round. all he says. You're not round. Parallax. Use attack. I use facts and logic. <laughs> Now, Parallax wrote a little book called Zetetic Astronomy, Earth Not a Globe. (laughs) (laughs) One of those things is not like the other. You might be saying globe, but you really mean Earth. I, I really hope that the rest of the book is like spoken in that like kind of like very broken title. Earth Not a Globe, Earth Flat, Earth Don't Go Spherical. You dummy, Earth Earth Flat. Must get rid of toxic in community. (laughs) (laughs) 
and using what he called the zeteticism, which is a scientific process which differentiates from the scientific method in that the observer bases the conclusion of, on the outcome as opposed to a theory that is to be proved or disproved. So using this method, Rovitham created the Bedford Level Experiment, which determined that if the surface of water is not convex, then the Earth cannot be a sphere. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Let's postulate further. Very convenient for him. It sounds like his new, uh, his new scientific method is just, just. It's very convenient, right? Yeah, because there's no like, um, like, like from the get go. There's like, no way goal. you're wrong. There's yeah. nothing. You just look at something and you go, oh, it's like that. Be it must be because of this. But it's purely based off of what you say the test will prove. And that's what he's saying. It's like, oh, the outcome of this is going to prove my theory. Not like, no, we actually have to test the test to make sure that we're prove that we're See, going the full length. This gets interesting too. I bet you the infighting in this zetetic whatever community is great. It's like, um, you know, one guy sees one thing and the other one's like, no, like no, James, you only see that because you have one eye. Like we get it's all based on observation, but like, like, like it, you don't see the same as us. You got terrible eyes. Uh, I'm colorblind. <laughs> there you go. Even you see the guys like I'm pretty sure that there's not even any color in any of this, and everyone's yeah, like, that's true. Yo, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers are out here saying the earth is blue, but honestly, it looks gray as shit. And you know, what else looks <laughs> gray as shit. This the the grass. You guys say the grass is greener on the other side, but boy, oh boy, it just looks as it's gray as everywhere. shit on top. It's, it's gray all over. What the fuck? This next bit is from the Flat Earth website. They have like a little like a uh, Wikipedia part of their website. So this next part is direct from that. He waded into the river and used a telescope held eight inches above the water to watch a boat with a five-foot mast row sl slowly away from him. He reported that the vessel remained constantly in his view for the full six miles to the Welney Bridge, whereas had the water surface been curved, which the, uh, with the accepted circumference of a spherical earth, the top of the mast should have been some 11 feet below his uh, line of sight. So right, that, right there is... The problem with his whole test is with the accepted circumference of a spherical Earth. What do you mean a spherical Earth? There is only one spherical Earth. Keep so in mind that the 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 curvature of the Earth is Earth is what we call pretty goddamn big. Yeah. So you're not going to see a difference in six miles. Definitely. Definitely. Which, not. Yeah, like, if they just did this on like an object that was relative to what they looked like, like like so, if you take like say like a a baseball, right? And you have something, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you roll it down the baseball, you're not going to be able to see it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like these people, they just have selective s science, right? Like, they're just, they're like, oh, okay, like, you know, we're not going to test on anything else. And he got super lazy with it, right? He's like, oh, okay. Like, Six we'll miles, that's we'll it. Mm -hmm. We'll send it to the bridge and, uh, you know, okay, I can still see it. Earth's flat! Well, yeah. it's it, that's like the if someone, uh, if you were seeing someone in public and they were walking towards you. It's like, that guy's both short and tall at the same time? I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's all relativeness. Yeah. Well, after reading all this, Samuel Shenton was convinced that the Earth was in fact flat. He even devised his own version of the theory, stating that the Earth was indeed flat, with the North Pole being at the center, and the South Pole, and this is right from uh, Wikipedia, impenetrable wall of ice, 
the mar- that marked the edge of the pit that is the Earth in the endless flat plain forming the universe. He really is trying to protect all of the uh, Santa Claus uh, uh, marketing <laughs> out there because <laughs> you, you you can't believe that the that the North Pole exists as this happy place if if you're describing it as an impenetrable wall of uh, it's ice. The South Pole. Did I say North Pole? No, no. But I but it's convenient that the North Pole is just at a nice place and the South Pole oh, yeah. is this awful awful area. How else would Tim Allen be able to do his job, right? I mean, can we get a obligatory Tim Allen grunt? (laughs) Very good. That's streak two. Two. We start new streaks. In 1956, Samuel Shenton started the Flat Earth Society and found his leader in William Mills, who he named as the president of the society. They held their first meeting at Mills's home in London, and Shenton served as a secretary. Shenton then became a very popular speaker, primarily to small groups. So he wasn't really selling out arenas. Um, I also like the idea that he like cucked himself in his own society where he started it, but he made somebody else the president and made himself the secretary. He's just like, nah, I want to see what you got. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. Yeah. Let's, let's see where you can take it. <laughs> You're much better. Uh, one of the more, let's call it, odd demographics that Shenton enjoyed speaking to was small children. He wanted them to believe that his message of a flat Earth was correct before they could be taught about the incorrect hypothesis of the spherical Earth. You got to know the right story before you can make sure you don't believe the the wrong story. Keep in mind, while this little party is getting started, there's something also very important going on at the same time. The space race. In October of 1957, the Russians launched the Sputnik into space, which could have thrown the whole flat Earth thing into serious trouble. But Shenton had a very good response. Would sailing round the Isle of Wight prove that it was spherical? Well, honestly, like I, I'd believe that. That yeah. that's pretty top-notch uh, skepticism right there. I, I mean, the Isle of Wight, the Earth, you know, they they pretty much are considered to be equals. Small sample size. Yeah. Same to the big sample exactly. size. It's scalable. It's uh, it's very <laughs> scalable. Very scalable. Then, in 1961, we saw the beginning of manned space travel, and during this time, we saw Shenton's popularity rise due to his denials that men could, couldn't travel in orbit. In 1966, Shenton wrote a pamphlet called The Plain Truth, in which Shenton told his followers that Modern astronomy and spaceflight were insults to God and divine punishment, for humankind's arrogance was a mere matter of time. Ooh, <laughs> spooky! He's really he's hedging his his bets or, or on on all of this where he has no scientific backup. So now he's got to resort to you're pissing God off now, mate. What are you doing? Well, that's one of the weird things I found is that like all the members of the um, Flatter Society and the a couple of the founding members of the Universal Zenetic Society, they were all pretty religious Protestants. Yeah, you know what? That makes complete and total fucking sense now because leave it to a bunch of ultra-religious people to actually sit there and be like, the science you're listening to is folky and baloney. God was a lot lazier with the whole thing. Yeah, it's just flat, bro. He just, he just threw some shit at the universe, kind of leveled it out a little bit, and then uh, there you go, we're here. He's a painter, not a sculptor. <laughs> By 1968, Shenton's health was deteriorating fast, as so was the membership of the society. It was down to 100 members nationwide. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, uh, worldwide, I'm sorry. Worldwide. <laughs> Even worse. Even worse. worse. He was barely global. Yeah. Mr. 
<laughs> Imagine if uh, Pitbull went around, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, but he only played like small stand-up clubs in New York City. Yeah, he's like, there's 100 people here, dude. This is a high school. That's funny, though. Some of like, I mean, like some of the things that like we have friends who do stand-up comedy and stuff, at some points, they have like live show audiences that are bigger than the entire flatter Flat society <laughs> membership yeah. like at that point in time yeah. Yeah. my high our high school musicals did uh yep. better sold more tickets than these guys because the musicals were more believable and how but yeah. how come we're not worldwide what's this and then on march 2nd 1971 samuel shenton died oh, oh. <laughs> rest in peace and pieces in his flat fucking grave his role was taken over by a man named Charles K. Johnson, who was able to grow the organization to over 3,000 members worldwide. So he, he increased the numbers by a little bit. Do, do, do we know what he did? Like, do, I guess he just started talking a little bit more about it. Probably held more. Yeah, things. he was a very he was a little bit more vocal. I was gonna say in in theories or in in circles like this, it's not about who's saying the right thing; it's who's saying the loudest thing. I mean, yeah. but he could only go up from 100 members, right? Like, like you know what I mean, like, <laughs> like no, technically you could go down to none, and then you're right, and then no, go back up. Cool. Okay, that was unless stupid. unless but the 100 members are just purely family members that won't quit because they're so guilted into to you have a, you supporting have a, you, have a you. Consistent buffer on the bottom. Like, like, honey, the the membership check came in for Flat Earth Society. Are we really supporting your nephew's fucking? bullshit stuff like just do it it makes it, it makes my happy. sister happy like she's she's it's not it's not her fault she has a shitty kid what, what, it kind of is her fault <laughs> what, what, what's it gonna matter you're, not, you're like like you're never gonna get to the edge of the earth anyway so flat you know round what does it matter no one's going to space honey i want a divorce because the fact that you actually believe this theory shows how stupid you and your family are you must have a flat mind meh <laughs> Johnson grew the society until a fire burned down the society's headquarters. Then, in 2001, Johnson died. Wow. Well, so he had not he had a, a good lot run. Of, no, he of, had 30 years at least yeah, he, worth he, of like doing whatever at the society before he just caught L after L and then caught the ultra L and died. Not a lot of good luck. Has, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Not a lot of good luck has befallen to uh, the 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 heads of uh of this. Well, I mean, I guess they were what dying of natural causes. I guess that's not really bad luck, but. You know, it seems like uh, we'd have dying. to see how old they were and what they were doing. Yeah. But I have a feeling some of these guys were riding the fucking coke lines all the way through these years. So they they were not destined <laughs> for. <laughs> you, you have to. You have to like be like, it's so flat. And we're just going to do coke <laughs> off of all of it. <laughs> Think of it. If, if, if the world's flat, then you can do coke off of every anywhere, any any surface. Man, right. And you see this mirror with all the coke coke specs on it. If this was the Earth, we'd be right here. If the Earth is flat, you know, you know, like look at this. When I, when I, when I take, when I take the the the, the bag of coke and I spread it, uh, make it fall on the mirror, it kind of looks like snow. This is and like, like when you're outside, the snow falls on the ground like that. That means that the Earth is flat. This is society, and God is just gonna <laughs> snort us up. <laughs> The society was then brought back from the ashes by a man named Daniel Shenton, who has no relation to Samuel, though. Shut up. Yep, they had the same <laughs> last name, the what? same last name, but no relations. There's, you. I bet if you were to ask this guy why did you get into it, it's because he Googled his name once and saw that the guy who started the Flat Earth Society did. He's like, dude, I got to, this is it. This is my, like, my, my, my Trump father 
million dollar uh, inheritance check right here. This is how I'm gonna get big, and it honestly, probably worked out well for him. <laughs> this is my this is my destiny, and that brings us to the flat Earth of the internet age. With the help of the internet, the flat Earth theory spread like wildfire. So it, it's certainly one of the most popular theories out uh, out there. It's popular because it's easy to understand. There's there's that much to it. Oh, the Earth is flat as opposed to round, which is what the liars have been telling you for forever. Well, and there's a lot of different areas. You know, there's a lot of different parts of the internet to get information from pertaining to this, yeah. right? So, like, all the different social media websites all have flat Earth, you know, pages. Um, you know, as you're gonna go into people with uh, a lot of prominence who who kind of promote this theory. So, unlike the um, unlike previous times, it's super easy to get as much information about this as you want. Yep. So now we're going to take a look at two of the famous celebrities that believe that the Earth is actually flat. Wait, you mean Shenton wasn't a famous celebrity? I think he was pretty famous. Yeah, pretty famous. First, we're going to look at rapper B.O.B. You may know him from songs like Airplane and Nothing on You, but back in 2016... He tweeted out that the Earth was flat. See, my lame ass always thought it was Bob, but you had to be like, but I like Bob so much better, especially when it's spelled out like that. I don't. I don't think you can like be hyped up as a like as a rapper. Like, imagine like selling out MSG and be like, coming to the stage. You know him from songs like Airplane and Nothing on You, Bob. I'd lose my shit. Yeah, I, I just think. feel like he's always the people about to be like BYOB. Yeah, right? There's probably a lot of people who, like, like mistake it. What does it stand for? B-O-B. Uh, it stands for Bob. Bob, Ob, Bob. It's just the different parts of the word yeah. Bob. Because orbits bounce. <laughs> <laughs> now, my original plan was to read uh, uh, all the tweets out because I was like, oh, there's probably not that many. But then I looked it up. There are over 50 tweets of him uh claiming that the earth is flat. Wow, so he definitely went a little crazy there. Everybody oh, was 100%. like, "Oh, this was a publicity stunt," but publicity stunts don't go 50 tweets. I wonder so, I wonder if he like had a moment of clarity and just felt like he had to tweet it all out or if he was like a flat earther who like then was like, "You know what? I- I'm coming out with it." You know what I mean? Like, "I'm I'm finally going to let people know that I believe the earth is flat." Now, my question Tim is, this is before they extended the character limit on Twitter? Yes. Okay, so wow. so we're talking more about twenty five tweets in today's day. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good uh, exchange rate. Okay, um, <laughs> just for the people out there who weren't sure on the Twitternomics, yeah, <laughs> advanced Twitter statistics. But here's one of the more famous. Uh, here's one of the more famous tweets. Uh, for context, the tweet includes a photo, and in the photo, it's Bob standing on a mountain. In the background are two cities. The tweet reads. The cities in the background are approximately 16 miles apart. Where is the curve? Please explain this. So we've extended 10 miles upon the original theory. Yeah. Which is six miles. <laughs> <laughs> so 16 miles will solve everything. He's pushing the leaps and boundaries of Zeticism, you know, to its absolute max. What would his name be? Like Ziob? <laughs> it probably would have been Bob. <laughs> Bob, Bob. You have Parallax, Zedites, and Bob. Bob. Bob, you've already reached the apex of great names. We're not changing yours. And then a little friend by the name of Neil deGrasse Tyson chimed in on this and started to give out. Uh, uh, he, he responded to Bob using uh, key arguments against flat Earth. So it's just facts. God, I was so worried you were going to say that he joined the uh, uh, 
Flat Earth Society. The flat, or yeah, he joined the the cause of flat earthers, being like, they might be onto something. He's a double agent if you were to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he he put out a few tweets, but here's the here's the the tweet that kind of capped it all off. Flat Earth is a problem when only when people in charge think that way. No laws stop you from regressively basking in it. And then, and then, uh, this prompted Bob to write a diss track, and fuck, it's bad. That, but like that tweet from Neil deGrasse Tyson isn't really like. I, I mean, that's kind of what like ideas and and theories are, right? Like, like okay, yeah, like everyone can hold their own set of beliefs. I mean, I guess yeah, you're right. Once it's, you know, once it once somebody really starts to 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 talk about it, and they're in like a well, position of power, uh, he he well, blows I, his own spot wide open because. Would you not say you are in more of a position of power yeah, here, Neil yeah, right? deGrasse like, Tyson, really... because you believe something that might be wrong? It's like he said that he pulled a major Trump move here, where there's a lot of people behind the scenes, of, like all these Illuminati types, going, "Neil, stop, stop! That's how we fucking pull all the wool over their <laughs> eyes. Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You weren't supposed to talk about yes, that. Yes, of Stick course the, the people. Script. Of course, it all is based on the people in power and what they believe. So, after that, Bob decided to write what I can only call a terrible diss track from the perspective of a flat earther. And it includes the line. One moment, let me pull it up. Here, here, here's a little, uh, s- uh, a little reading I'm going to do from this track. Cause now the mere lizard's breath got the clones scared. Cause woo, use your, use your common sense. Why is NASA department of defense? They divided up the seas into 33 degrees. Feeding kids masonry, bruh. Be careful what you read. <laughs> flatline, flatline, there's no superior bloodline. Flatline, flatline, you got me once, but that died, I. So he used a, uh, uh, the cover art is of the earth. Do you see a little curve to that? Because I kind of do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know, it's... Just... Yeah, so, I'll actually, a little bit you know what? No, you, if you look at the way the landscape looks, it definitely it looks, it looks like, a little curved. <laughs> it looks like there's like the the mountain range is kind of crawling over this yeah. whatever is going on right now. So it did not, even though that horizon was flat. There's a curve to like the way that like the, the yeah the, the, the Earth looks yeah. yeah, and that's way more than sixteen fucking miles, by the way. More like fucking sixty or a hundred, hundred and fifty miles. I, we we should really look up the true science to it, just because, like, just I did not want to do this theory because it's one of the silliest theories out there in terms of being able to prove. But the way in which these people have gone about trying to prove it is quite w- worthwhile in terms of reporting. Yeah. So more recently, there was another uh, big big name celebrity who uh, publicly announced his belief in the flat Earth theory, and that was NBA star Kyrie Irving. Which what a fucking joke that is! You use a fucking round ball to make your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can so do you don't believe that the thing you live on is flat, but the thing you make your money on is fucking round. Get out of here! In two thousand, only accepts round things in certain circumstances. In 2018, Irving went on road tripping with RJ and Channing, a podcast hosted by Cleveland Cavaliers teammates Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry. On the show, Kyrie Irving said that in spite of all the evidence to support a round-earth theory, that he believes the contrary. And this is a quote from the podcast. For what I've known for many years and what I've been taught is that the Earth is round, but if you really think about it from a landscape of 
the way we travel, the way we move, and the fact that, can you really think of us rotating around the sun, and all the planets align, rotating in specific dates, being particular with what's going on with these planets and stuff like this? So, this is just Kyrie A either trolling his fellow Cavalier teammates because he hated being there, or <laughs> B... It's him trying to, like, make up for the fact that he looked like he didn't give a shit about what he was doing in Cleveland because he didn't want to be there. So he's like, man, it's all particular, so how could you expect me to be particular if the universe around us isn't particular? Yeah, well, it's a uh, it's a cleverly constructed uh, way for him to try to cop like, out. It's a cop he's like, out. He's like, I'm gonna do anything to get off this team. He's like, maybe aligning myself with this theory uh, in the public eye would uh, maybe destroy my science is lazy, but not nearly as lazy as me. <laughs> but but in October uh, 2018, uh, Kyrie recanted his beliefs about the uh, Earth being flat, and now states that he believes the Earth is round. Here's a clip from the Forbes Under 30 event where Irving was speaking about. The controversy. You're joking, and then you weren't joking. So which is it? Which side are you on? Well, I mean, uh, hopefully after this, I'm done answering. Good. Yeah, let's clear it up for good. You never well, have to be asked again. Clear up for good. I mean, people are gonna ask me regardless, but I think, I think the, the, like what you say and what you do and, and how you mean it. At the time, I was like huge in the conspiracies. Everybody's been there. <laughs> Everybody's been there. Like, yo, what's going on with our world? You know, like you click the YouTube click and it goes like how deep the rabbit hole goes. It's What's like, the name of the show? Oh. Hey. A little, uh, a little, um, a little plug for Mr. I- uh, Irving himself. We're gonna have to cut that out. And make that part of our intro. <laughs> I love how he uses the phrase "intimate conversations." Like he's using that for like foreplay when he's like about to like. <laughs> like so wait, when did he do this interview where he first said it? What year was that? that uh, it was literally like over the span of four months. So in the early parts of the summer, he went on the podcast, and in October, he uh, uh, went on uh, to the Forbes event and oh, so completely. He was, so he was already it. on the Cavill- uh, the the um, Celtics at this point. Sounds right. like he was a little fed up with the backlash that he probably got, and was like, "Yeah, next possible event." I'm distancing myself from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every his his PR guy or everybody in charge of him was just like, "All right, we're going to give this a couple months, but you got to go back the fuck out there and s- <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. set the record straight cuz the Shannon cut in the mustard." Yeah. Sh- Shannon, take all podcasts off of Mr. Irving's schedule. No more. Yes, sir. <laughs> um and then he went he went on to apologize to the teachers of the United States. Uh, for spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that, but I mean, it's one way. I mean, you apologize to the teachers, but not the parents. But I mean, in a sense, too, everyone's entitled to their beliefs. So I mean, like, granted how stupid they are, I think that's part of it, right? Like, that's where that really great Patton Oswalt quote comes into play from his stand-up. It's like, you can believe what you want, but I also have the right to tell you how stupid that is. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, like... I don't know. Did he have to apologize? Eh. But I mean, you know, I think when it comes to him, he could just clear the record for himself. For sure. Now, the internet is not the only place that uh, the Flat Earth message is spreading. For the past three years, and including 2019, uh, Crypto's Media has put on the Flat Earth International Conference. This past year's was hosted in Dallas, Texas, and cost for admission was $250. Jesus Christ. And that was probably, like, base entry, like... 
that just got it you was general admission. Yeah, that yeah. just got you a ticket. But if you spent double that, you probably got to like sit on some flat stools. So <laughs> yes, well, so here's the uh, here's the kind of uh, price breakdown uh, for uh, the 2019 uh, Flat Earth International Conference. Two hundred dollars for the early bird special. Two hundred dollars for uh, the group four plus. So it's a uh, fifty dollars per ticket for your group. If there's one p- piece of anything in that conference that's round, the the entire thing. You know, I mean, like imagine they start imploding. It's like uh, all like the um, they're like the cocktail hour after some of the panels, and like the waitresses start bringing around like uh, like meatballs and stuff, like a little. <laughs> what are those? <laughs> those should be flat. Somebody get a hammer. We need to flatten them immediately. Oh my god. And that's how Smashburger. You was fucking born. liar. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah, smash burger. Squash the theory. The two hundred fifty uh, uh, ticket was for general admission, which includes full two day access pass to the conference sessions and events, evening entertainment, including the comedy show they put on, and the FE <laughs> Video Awards. <laughs> That's I'd right. I'd love to hear that comedy segment. I hope that that is some. You ever walking down well, the street, you trip over something, and you're like, "Was that just put there for me to believe the Earth was round?" <laughs> well, guess who headlined the. Uh, comedy show now i don't know if this name means as much to you as it does to me but the headliner for the 2019 flat earth international conference comedy show was owen benjamin oh um, yep that makes a lot of sense now i don't know if so that name means uh not like a lot personally but i had dinner with owen benjamin once that's so weird yeah, yeah. There's a weird connection for them Oswego people. For uh, it, it's terrible. Like, I had dinner with him, and and I, I, he's too smart for his own good. Genuinely, he 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 is a very brilliant person. And is he a flat earther? I guess so. That's ridiculous. Or he's I, just may, an may, opportunist. I think no, he's that an opportunist. He's he's definitely an opportunist, but he uh, he plays victim a lot. So he went on Twitter and said. The N word uh, multiple times, uh, claiming it was a joke. And you and, broke and, and bread and with this dude. This Tim. so what it was. You just threw this whole podcast scandal. down the road. Scandal. So what happened was, um, his parents are professors at my alma mater, and so we brought uh, with the creative writing department. It's like, oh, he's a comedian, he's a writer, so we'll we'll bring him in. And then, literally, five days after, uh, uh. The, the the dinner with him, he started tweeting all this outrageous bullshit about trans rights use, and using racial slurs Wait, and all legit that. Five days later, yeah, and then about five days later, or so give or take, he started colleges he had booked started dropping him left and right. Did he say? I mean, did he do a set at your college? Uh, it was a, a more of a um, uh, a seminar type deal. So he talked about uh, writing comedy and doing stand-up and, like, kind of having it be, ironically, about truth. Like, like comedy is <laughs> rooted in truth. Um, but, like, the dinner, like, he, he tried this to... This looks like a guy who would say the N-word on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And um, so he... Uh, so he, during the dinner, he went on and on and on about how a bunch of different things, like how uh, taking down the monuments of Confederate... Soldiers was somehow erasing history. Wow, uh, this guy. What did he like? Have like a checklist? Like did he? He must have like woke up one night really late, 
and just he's like, I need to sab. He goes, I need to 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 destroy my career and you know you know just get all the things that I've been holding in me out. And I'm gonna start with everything liberal com- uh, com- uh, comedians believe in fully, and I'm gonna go the opposite route of that. You know, it's bad when on the the Joe Rogan experience, like he went on as a guest, and Joe Rogan was like, "Dude, you need to shut the fuck up." <laughs> Now, if you're looking into uh, going to the Flat Earth Conference, uh, the uh, location hasn't been announced yet, but the founder of the event, his name is Robbie Davidson, announced that, unfortunately, the 2020 FEIC would be its last. So, if you want to go, make sure you go next year. The The FEIC. I love the annual FEIC. That's weird though. I wonder why they're not doing it anymore. They because uh, tickets are two hundred and fifty dollars and nobody wants to pay that. Yeah. No. Or they could just lower it. Or I bet you what they're gonna do? They're gonna go into hiding. They're gonna do secret fiac. Honestly. So, just to tangent for a minute, as I'm thinking about it, the Flat Earth Society is still more successful than Fire Festival. And I still can't believe that, like, people actually bought into Flat Earth Society stuff. Like, Fire Festival couldn't generate a fucking dollar. Yeah, so, and, and somehow, no- somehow, uh, Flat Earth is more plausible than going to a <laughs> beach with models on it. Like, I guess, I guess. Once so. you put Jadakiss in something, it uh, yeah, it starts it, to yeah. give it a lot of uncertainty. It, notice Jadakiss has not touched, and this, no one, and no one <laughs> in society. the Flat Earth Society, and. In, in part than the people who then buy tickets to these conferences, they're not feeling they're getting scammed either. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, this is worth they're it. They're happily spending that money. I uh, guess, Oh, yeah. I, di- I didn't even get to the, the, the final tier. For $400, you can be a VIP to the FEIC. Now, this gets you a VIP badge for front row seating to everything, plus exclusive mixer, special speakers, uh, dinner, and more. <laughs> this is just like five and people more. in a room in this mixer. They're like, hey, so this is the leader of the group, and uh, this is his wife. I really think that if they want to boost membership, there should be an extra, like, like extreme, like, secret VIP tier that you get to go to the edge of the earth. Like, like if they really... <laughs> you I go mean, on who a, you wouldn't want to pay for that if you're a real flat earther? Do you want to see the edge? And it's just the guy's asshole? Look into my flat. I was gonna say the four hundred dollars just buys you into some sort of like underground sex trafficking rank with Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Dan Schneider. It's all connected. Well, that wraps it up for today's theory, uh, guys. Do you have any last imparting wisdom about flat Earth? I think that maybe the emergence of the word "thick" might be a way to throw us off the trail that things could be flat. Ooh. So I'm not. I'm not completely so thrown off of this one as I was at the beginning. Matt, how about you? I think that the earth is beautiful the way that it is. And I think Aww. that, you know, it, it's doing a great job. And that it, if, it, if it wants to be round, it's great being round. And if it wants to be flat, I think, you know, it, it could do that too. Hashtag beautiful. earth rights. <laughs> Body, I want a, a body positive image for the earth. Honestly, that's a beautiful message to leave out on. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, John, do you have any uh, words about the rabbit hole subreddit you started? <laughs> if you guys want to start talking about some wacky shit, join me on the subreddit at r forward slash 
Rabbit Podcast. Rabbit Hole Podcast. All right. And as always, you can follow the Twitter account, which is at Rabbit Hole Podcast. On the Twitter account, you can keep up to date with when episodes come out, what they're going to be about. And you can even suggest ideas of your own. And you can follow me at Timmy Brenner. Uh, and that wraps it up for the, for today's sh- uh, little episode. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening, as always. And yeah, stay and, thick. And continue to walk this round earth.